0: He doesn't plan on writing a book to chronicle all his incredible experiences over the past 50 years covering Minnesota sports, but we've convinced him to do something even better, to share his greatest stories in auditory form right here. We wanted to call this a prairie home curmudgeon, but legal nixed it. So we proudly present the best stories from the mind of Patrick Royce, titled Roycey Rambles. Here's Judd Zulgad.
1: All right, folks, welcome to an edition, a new edition, Patrick. We're back. Royce Rambles.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. I kind of uh, was hiding out for a couple of months, but uh, we're back now. And uh, lots of stuff to talk about. Man, you can't beat March, and then April ain't bad either. It's I- not bad at all. No, uh, yesterday uh, we're taping this on uh, Monday. The uh, what is it? Tenth, tenth, right? Monday Hold 10th. on a second,
1: I can tell you. Yes, 10th. you're correct. Monday the tenth. And
0: 10th. Uh, yesterday, Sunday. Boy, was I all a uh, lazy lout over the weekend between watching ball games and <laughs> watching uh, the Masters. It was uh, not not much going on. That's as much TV sports as I've watched in years, probably.
1: So, do you, is the Masters something, uh, because you did cover it for so long, do you miss covering it, or is there such an, an element, something to be said for being able to actually be at home and watch the TV coverage, which of course shows you most things going yes, on? Yes, everything going and,
0: on. and and frankly, as as a Masters gets down to the nubbins, you might wander out earlier in the day and watch guys and to even watch the front nine with the leaders, but you got to go back to the, to the, Press building and watch the watch them coming in. Else you'll you'll miss some. Sure. Now you can go traps after Rose and Garcia yesterday, when it became obvious that they're going to win. One of those guys is going to win, but you're not going to see anything. You don't get inside the ropes at the bastards, so you can find little areas where you can see and you can get the crowd reaction. But my theory was you could get all the ambience you needed in the first nine holes, and sure. then and go back and watch it. But I would have loved to have been there yesterday to, for that high drama. It would have been uh, it would have been great to to write that. You know, it would have been great to write that. I I actually did a blog for the Star Tribune, and it it is funny. I I'll say, let me say this about down there. You you hear all about how persnickety they are in Augusta, right? And they you certainly see it with the CBS telecast and the reverence, which does drive you a little crazy. The music and all that uh you know from watching on tv but they treat you great down there as far as there, there's no i mean you could write a column vilifying uh the augusta for not having women members or something you could you could basically write whatever you want to and e- even in this inla- internet age they aren't, there's nobody going to come and confront you about it or anything they treat you they treat you great down there and they don't they don't expect the same reverence from the print media and the online media, as they get from CBS, I was going okay, to say. I think yeah. it's a lot like FSN. Here is you are our partners, right? Yes. CBS is their partners, and of course, I also think that sells to the public, doesn't it? This, oh yeah, this this all reverence well, that they attach to Augusta. The,
1: the one thing that they've got going for them, which is just pure genius, and and it works, is commercial spots.
0: Oh, very few
1: because there's so few, and that's and, and, and that's. That comes from them at the and, Masters. And I'm
0: a regular golf watcher. If the tournament means anything, and it's so much different than, the, I mean, when you're watching the Byron Nelson Open, you get 20 minutes an hour. Sure, you hit you see eight shots, and they take a break. Now you you watch what, you might watch a 30 minute hunk of golf without seeing an ad. So, it's yeah, it is a it's a fantastic. They they do set out rules, to make it as enjoyable as possible. For the viewer. But let me say this about Augusta. You have 50,000 people on a golf course acting in a civilized manner. Mm-hmm. If they're not, they'll get the boot. You know? mm-hmm. If you're a guy yelling in the hole on every tee shot, by about the third hole you've done that, somebody will come and put the arm on you and throw you out off the course. Good. And, you know. Yes, but sports needs more of that. people got very upset at some of my views of the Ryder Cup last week, uh, last year, the drunken mob mentality. But every sport has its own ethic. And you get to see the ethic of golf at its best at Augusta, and we saw it at its worst at Hazelty. You should not have 15,000. I don't care if you're trying to get the patriotic crap going or not. You should not have 15,000 drunks heckling people at a golf course. It should not take place because that is not the ethic of the game. And it's also a completely different game in the sense that it is a 100% game of concentration. And you cannot get a guy in his, as he's just about to bring the car club from his apex. You can't make an abrupt sound, Mm -hmm. you know, and, That's why we were jackasses last year at the Ryder Cup. And I don't care. Anybody wants to argue with me about that. That is not the ethic of golf. You can cheer when your guy makes it. Right. uh, But not during the moment. You can't taunt in golf. If you taunt in golf, you're ruining the game. The Ryder Cup, it's weird. Somehow,
1: was it 99, somewhere along the way, The event itself seemed to get this pass of you don't have to act like you do at a tournament. Yes. And I don't know if it was because there was this raucous nature, which I think was spontaneous back then, I think. Yes.
0: yeah, And now it's it's orchestrated. Yeah. And, uh, well, for one thing, there was a a time when the Ryder Cup was played with sensible numbers of people on the golf course. Sure. You know, and then all of a sudden it just became the money grab of all time. We'll sell as many, we'll sell 50,000 tickets to watch four groups play golf. Yeah. And then we'll sell, but, but Augusta can have 50,000 people on a golf course and, and handle it, you know, cause you got groups playing all over and, and, uh, they, they do run a, a magnificent golf tournament, but what happened yesterday is, listen, I was there in 1995 Ben Crenshaw had won in 84 when mm-hmm. he could play. But he was 32. In yeah. the golf course, and Ben Crenshaw always was the shortest hitter out there. And in 84, Augusto was still a modestly sized golf course. And then as the scores started getting better and better down there It offended them. And they started stretching it out and stretching it out. And by 95, Ben Crenshaw was giving up a hundred yards, the guys he was playing. And he was 43 years old. They couldn't play. He'd won a tournament in 94, but he was done. He was done. He has never won a tournament since the 1995 Masters. Never won one, not even on the seniors. He finished second out here, but he's never won one. Yep. The next 10 Masters, he missed the cut nine times and finished 45th. And in 1995, on Sunday, I think it was on Sunday beforehand, his mentor, Harvey Penick, yeah. uh, almost his second father, his teacher, yep. his everything, dies. Yep. And Ben with that nasal twang of Texas twang of his, can do sorrow better than anybody. He can voice sorrow better than anybody. Like a country song. And so on Monday and Tuesday, he's telling us about Harvey. Everybody down there does the Harvey and Ben. But we never consider the possibility of this short-hitting, over-the-hill, (laughs) 43-year-old winning. He comes back and wins. You can't tell me there isn't a mysticism in that.
1: About the place.
0: And now yesterday, yep, Sergio, who can't do anything down the stretch of golf tournaments because he can't putt. And there's no golf course in the world with those greens, those elephant mound greens, where you have to be able to putt more than Augusta. And he's in the woods on thirteen. He's got no shot to make par. He's going to make bogey or double bogey. Justin Rose is going to make four. He's going to be five strokes behind. And there was no greater escape artist than Seve. Seve was the greatest escape artist of all time. He famously, in 1979, won the British Open from the parking lot. He hit a ball in a parking lot, and it wasn't out of bounds, and he played it out of the parking lot (laughs) as the car park, he called it, in the car park. He was in the car park at Royal St. Anne's and uh, hit it in and won it. And so it's—considering where Sergio was and considering what turned it in his favor, the great escape— on Seve's 60th birthday, mm-hmm. it's mystical. I don't care what anybody says. There's something going on in golf. You know, this this reverence that CBS has for golf and the gym Nance and all that, you know, the, what, uh, tradition unlike any yeah. other. And you get sick of, you know, you'd like a nickel for every time you heard that, but.
1: But there's something about it. So what you're saying is there's there's something about it. There's no better event to write about than that.
0: Oh, on an occasion like this? Yeah, well, I was going to say. Oh, God, But if
1: you're getting slam dunks like that. Yes, yes. That would be the greatest event to cover. And, of course,
0: you know, Tiger shows up. I was down there the first year he plays uh, as a pro. You know, first year as an amateur, he missed a cut. But first time. But as a pro, when he was a U.S. amateur, he shows up and he... uh, Shoots, you know, he's the kid. Ninety-seven. He's going to be the whole thing. Yep. He shows up. He shoots forty on the front, and all the old Southerners are saying, "Yeah, we're a gu- old Nat." And they call it National. Old national showing, the, showing that kid. He shoots thirty on the back. He <laughs> ends up winning by twelve. Yep. I think that's the one. He won by twelve. He won by twelve, and it was. I mean, to be there was just like these Augusta people. You know, let's face it. He's a black kid in Augusta playing at a place that used to be the citadel of segregation. They didn't know what to think. Now, they didn't treat him unkindly. But there was not the madness for Tiger that came later, Mm -hmm. you know, and and the acceptance of. In 97, when he started burying everybody, he had a little... Some some of those old, because I think the audience back then was more southern than it is now, because everybody scalps their tickets and you know, they, you know, right? Everybody moves their tickets, and and there was some of that in '97, but you could, there was a lot of, uh, you know, uh, what was uh, what what he what he just buried everybody, but to have been there at that it was phenomenal too. You know, there's some boring ones too. You go down there and it rains. If it's wet beforehand and yeah. it gets all muddy behind the ropes and he, it's, it's uh, you know it can be a boring golf tournament too because usually the winner comes out of the last group and did again and and there's there's been a lot of runaways down there. But too. when it's good, it's great. Well, when it's good, yeah. When it's I mean, when this this things, I mean the I uh, You know how ESPN likes to do the odds. Yeah. You know they have, <laughs> yeah the projection the. the uh, like, last night, the Atlanta Hawks had a 0.2% chance to win when they were yes 26 points down in the fourth quarter to the Cavaliers. but they won. But I wonder what the ESPN, when he was in the woods, two down on 13, he might have had a 12% chance to win, you know?
1: Well, and I believe you yeah. tweeted at that point that it was – yeah. Another great choke.
0: Yeah, well by I said Sergio. uh I said on Sebi's birthday, Sergio Garcia's turned into Greg Norman.
1: <laughs> Which is also another great fold at the Masters. Oh, that,
0: that was one that, that I I saw that one. That was that was you covered that one, yeah. Yeah, that was that that. the damnedest thing of all time. He's going along. He's just fine. All of a sudden I was standing behind him down there in nine. Him and Norman, I think he's still like three ahead. He was six Six when the day started. Six ahead, lost by lost by five, I think. But a number nine, which is a panoramic hole, but it's slanted like crazy, and you got to get it far enough up there or is it's going to come back. Yep. And I remember, he hits a shot, and it looks good, and he thinks it looks good, and it doesn't get far enough up, but it comes rolling back down the hill towards him. You know, I mean, not all the way down, but it comes rolling right. back down, and you could almost see from behind, see... I'm saying, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, you know, and and by the— Which for Garcia
1: could have been the same thing. Oh, sure. He easily could have gone the same. Oh,
0: well, i I'm bleeped. On eight, he should have made four, and he ended up—he should have made four, and Rose should have made five, and he ended up making five, and Rose made four. So then he would have went three ahead or four ahead, and— and that's where it started for him. And then on 10, he hit one of the worst shots of all time. On 11, he hit a horrible shot. And, you know, it looked like he was absolutely, and then he hits it in the woods on 13. It looks like he's going outhouse. And I say Seve's ghost came down in through the trees <laughs> and said, psst, make a par here and you'll still win. Or something. I don't know. But it is, it it does drive you a little crazy, with all the reverence about it, but it's uh but it it can be great. I mean I also had a chance to cover layman down there. When he was a leader going into Sunday, I went and listened to him preach on uh he did a little bapt of kind of a fundamentalist church down there and he, he went and talked to, it was him and Elazabal in the final group. Sure. And I went and listened to him speak at nine o'clock in the morning and you know give a speech about his closeness with Christ and the whole thing on Easter Sunday morning, hmm. it might have been Palm Sunday, but it could have been Easter Sunday morning. I don't, I don't know which one, but I, you know, I got the golf course that day, convinced he was going to win, and he got beat. So, but it's it's uh, it's it's always been fun to write about. Golf's fun to write about, it but it's really long days.
1: I was going to say that you would know? be the one thing that strikes me is you're you you're get... starting and you've you've been there for.
0: <laughs> Not three hours. Well, yesterday, I mean, Sue Ann was covering for the Star Tribune, and I don't know when you you don't start hacking until what what the hell time they finally finish? Seven thirty here, right? Yeah yeah eight thir- they yeah. don't have much time before darkness down there and
1: it's like. not really like a baseball game where i mean i'm sure you, you can write a little bit beforehand, but you can't get a nice story going and then top no. her off no
0: you got to know who won yeah usually well, On the then, last day you got to know who won right, for sure
1: right and and then i and then more, more than most sports it's you know when the guy comes in to talk about his victory if he tells some you great you got to wait young, for that yeah, sure you know i mean in baseball if a guy hits well, a home run he gives you a quote you plug the
0: quote into your story and here's the trouble To get the winner at at Augusta, first he got to go to the cabin. Yep. Then he's got to go out to the big ceremony on the eighteenth, right behind the eighteenth tee there on the putting green. It's an hour at least before you get him. But you got to wait because he might come in and tell you, start crying about Seve, or tell you some great story about Jose Maria. I lost my ball or something. You know. You, you got to wait. Yes. And it's, yeah, it's, uh, well, I think when I first started, 82 was my first one. I think back then they might have teed off the leaders like at 1.30. Now they tee them off at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. For, mm-hmm. I think when CBS started paying more and more money, they. The CBS they comes on, on at like, like 1
1: o'clock Prime. Central, I think, yeah, and then they, they, they wanted team wanted off at, at 2 Prime. Central. You know, they yeah, it to of course end, they do.
0: They want it to end at 7 yeah. Eastern. But that was perfect but, last but, night. But it doesn't. And then, anymore, because it takes these guys. That used to be based on the premise that it took two guys, three hours and fifty minutes to play around a round of golf. But they, goodness sakes, those guys yesterday had to be four forty, mm-hmm. didn't they? Oh yeah, four, four and a half hours to play eighteen, and yes. then they had to play the playoffs. But it's uh, it's it's I say the reason I've always enjoyed writing golf, whether it was there or somewhere else, is you got two characters. You got two main characters you got the players and you got the golf course mm-hmm. you know it's the only sport that the that the playing field is as important as the golf you know, sure that, that it's it's and they're all unique except and they one reason one great thing about Augusta one reason the public likes it is they know the golf course now. Mm-hmm. I said, they can sit and watch and say oh oh now he's gotta come to sixteen here and you can either make a one or a four, you know. Or in case twelve. Yeah, yeah. They know uh yeah, they they know what's coming up next. Or number twelve down there. Yeah. Everybody loves that little yeah. hole. That's a dastardly little hole. It's amazing. That's uh first year I was down there was Sam Sneeds last year. And uh Sam, as you can imagine, was very popular with the patrons because they were in eighty two they were all rednecks, you know. He hadn't started scalping the tickets yet, and they love Sam. Yep. And I was watching Sam play a practice round on Saturday, on Wednesday. And he hit one in the uh hit one in the water on the practice round, and he's got all these old 70-year-old matrons behind there who think he's the greatest guy, and he lets out the the uh, <laughs> ace of all profan all two-word profanities right there. on the and the you're standing like eight feet behind him on that t- box because it's right there. And he's, uh, it was uh, it was great. And then Sam, uh, that what did he do? He uh, the first day it was a rainy, miserable, windy day, and he finished playing and he waved goodbye. And he didn't come back and play on Friday, but he on the 18th. No, but we didn't know for sure that he was done. Yeah. Everybody thought it would be his last one, but he wasn't. But he waved goodbye to the he, on the 18th green. He kind of made a Wave goodbye gesture, and then he didn't play the next day. So, they nobody does nostalgia and that stuff. I mean this Arnie stuff today uh, over the weekend. Was oh, it's completely over the top, but yes, you know, but but they love it, right? Well, and that's where it all Arnie's Army started. That's where it started. Hmm? That's that's what made him. He won it in what fifty eight, sixty, sixty two, sixty
1: four. I think he won four of them. What was uh, so when or maybe three the first year that. That you went, what was that like? I mean, golf has changed so much now and it's corporate now,
0: like most things. What was that like? It was deep south then. It was the first year that they didn't use the black guys from the caddy shack. It was the first year that they let them bring their own uh, caddies. I think 82 was the first year. So they had made so them. that was a big story down there that year oh. that they didn't use the, that they were allowing the, you know, and there were some traditionalists who were a little upset about it. But it was really. I think the Wow. I think the uh eighty two is I think the chairman the chairman, as we always call him, the chairman I think was Horde Harden then. <laughs> and he was followed by Hootie Johnson. I remember who I remember Hootie. Horde and Horde Harden was more of a redneck than Hootie. And then Billy Payne, they get the guy from the Atlantic, you know, he ran the Atlantic yeah. Olympics and he's a He's a little more of the new... He still comes off as Deep South, but he's much more of the New South. And in 82, it was like... Wow. You know, so was it amusing?
1: Was it eye-opening? I mean, what's especially being from up yeah, here, yeah. where in 82, things were
0: probably a little bit more progressive. Oh, yeah, a lot more progressive. It was... You know, you could sense the... Well, there were no black members. There were no, obviously no female members. And they all the guys in the green jackets were... You know they did have a you know like Bernie Ritter the guy who owned the St. Paul paper was a member, and, and they had those members, but uh, but it was really rednecky. It was rich redneck,
1: you know. Right.
0: It was it was, you could sense the race racism. I I don't think you were, very far away from the blatant racism, but it was it was being, it was starting to change something then and uh, and but let's face it, Tiger changed it immensely mm-hmm. tiger change that play this kid coming in and and uh as i said that first year it was like oh
1: what's, what's going on here <laughs> yeah and they were probably de- delighted when he was struggling and <laughs> yes, then ticked yes. off when he did well right yes
0: but it, it's it's uh it's a great deal but you know what everybody says ah it's by far the greatest tournament blah 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 i, I i'm i just as much a fan of the u.s Open. I only went to one British, so I can't tell you, but I think the British is great. But the US Open, you know, the the great thing about the US Open is you're at some different golf great golf course every time. Right. You know. And of course they can screw it up like they did Chambers Bay a couple of years ago. But I mean this year US Open's gonna be really interesting. It's in Aaron Hills in Wisconsin. Out in the uh, what's the name of that big swampy air the Moran Preserve, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's on the edge of that. It's it's out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But USGA is doing a lot more of that, like finding the novel golf courses. And, and uh, and, but having it at a completely new golf course that none of us have ever seen, that'll, that'll be fun. But I, I always like golf. I, uh, can't remember who it was herbert Orrin wynn or somebody he said the smaller the ball the better the writing and uh, i I'm, I'm a firm <laughs> believer in that which means the f- football is not a great football, sport to write about uh, it's, a, it's a i think <laughs> a gritty snot-nosed football game is fun to write about but the uh short passing you know I, I don't know. I, I like uh, what's interesting to me about football is it's almost more fun to write about the lower the level because they're still playing a game. Whether you're yeah Eden Prairie and Wyzetta right. or the Vikings and the Falcons, right? You're still playing a game. Man is not intended to play, right? You know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm always. I'm a I'm a big admirer of football players as combatants.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: a big admirer of football players as combatants, because I played it only because in full of Minnesota. If you didn't, you were a big sissy. Mm-hmm. I hated it. Mm-hmm. Hated everything about it, especially the two a days and the mosquitoes and the heat and all that stuff. I hate it. Well, you broke your leg, right? Yeah. Well, I was happy. I broke my de- arm. I, I was broke happy. Broke your arm. Hard. You were delighted. Yeah, it was the greatest thing ever happened to me. And then the next year, I ripped up my knee, and I didn't have to play either. So I, I was very happy. But, <laughs> but I'm a big admirer of football players, and I, and that's why. I just hate it when a guy like Greenway is forced to make a have to play for half his money, or uh, who who are we doing it to now? Brian Robinson. Yeah, Brian Robinson. Yeah, he's. What? I mean, he played great. I mean, he didn't have a great. Oh, because well, it's year. a brutal sport. But, but two years ago, he was fantastic. Because
1: everything about the sport's two brutal. Two years ago,
0: he's fantastic. Yeah. They give him a contract, and then they call him in and say, "Well, well." And then of course the defenders all say, "Well, he doesn't have to take it." Well, yeah, yeah, he does because, you know, he's here. This is home, and he's got the. But you know, there's no need to. There's no requirement. They don't need the money for the cap. They just do it to be jackasses. They just do it to be miserable pricks. Nothing about the sport that's civil. No.
1: There's just nothing about it that's civil. Brian
0: Robinson earned his contract, and yet he's got to come back for half his money. Right? Yeah. And Greenway. Same way. Greenway, the dirty dog's... Make him take a fifty percent cut because he's not going to play anymore. And then two years ago, he played every damn play. Did they give him the money back? But they're no.
1: the, they're the only sport with a player association that will allow that.
0: Yeah, you know, well, everywhere
1: else you're going to get your full mm-hmm. paycheck and money, and that's mm-hmm. it. So you you covered masters wise. You covered the whole Martha Burke thing, correct? Oh yes. In two thousand three, which then which then leads into the next part of this topic.
0: Iron my shirt. Make my dinner. The guy, the, the young guy, was out there, some uh, a Georgia hillbilly, and they had the protest going, and they put him on a. They put him in a wet field down the street for the protest. Yeah, there was about two hundred gals there, and there was more reporters watching it than than showed up. But there was a guy up front that had a placard. That was standing in front as they were speaking, saying, "Iron my shirt, make my dinner." <laughs> <laughs> it was it was unbelievable. Yeah, Martha. But hey, Martha got a member. So
1: yeah, but no, they, it ultimately she, 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 worked.
0: Ultimately, got a couple
1: of so did, did you horizon. spend much time? I mean, did you go out there for part of a day, or how did you cover I that? just wandered
0: down the street watching. I didn't get. I figured that the Washington Post. Yeah. That, would do a lot better job on it than me. I covered the tournament. What the you know I'm not, right? You know I've I I had been in Augusta long enough by then to know what it was and not, sure you know I I plus I think ninety eight percent of the readers of a sports page want to read about the golf you know if they're golf fans right,
1: which then leads us to the second part of this conversation, which is two thousand three, then. Led into your greatest stretch of hockey columns, playoff hockey columns of all time. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. But you joined us in round two, right? Vancouver? No, I was or did here you come for, game seven? I was com- in
0: Colorado with, uh, all right. for Andrew That's right. Burnett. That's I right. was there for Andrew That's right. You
1: joined the second part of the season. Yeah, I was there
0: for uh, I was there for the whole comeback, I think. That's right. I was there for the three. Because you were there for now. game six,
1: weren't you? At DX when Park scored to yes, set it back yes. up. Yes. You're right. Over okay. there on the
0: right. He was on uh Right, left of the goalie. Right, side. and the
1: column count was what? Fifty. Oh,
0: I don't know. I think I had I counted sixty-one in forty-six days or That's something. Because y'all you know, in hockey, you always got to write an early count. Yep. Especially this Wednesday. Yeah. If you're covering it, you know what time they're going to drop the puck? I'm well On aware. it's Eight forty-two. Yeah, it's not going to. Yeah. It won't it's even be eight
1: thirty. L- it's supposed to be eight thirty. It'll be eight forty-five.
0: By the way, they've become the NBA. They've, we used to complain about how long the NBA, play, at least hockey, they played every other day. Yep. This is two weeks. Yep. This is uh, from oh the Wild Wednesday. St Louis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're going to come. The Wilds it's actually going to gonna play weeks.
1: Easter Sunday in St Louis. Come, come home. home. Come home. Go back and play, and then, on then go Wednesday. back. Play once on them an
0: extra day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's uh, you know. Eight thirty starts
0: though. Yeah. For and uh, so what happens if the six uh, o'clock game goes overtime?
1: Oh, they'll hold this up for a while. Oh, no, you're right.
0: They'll start. I bet well, you they, they won't hold. But you can't hold up for a hockey game. Not forever. it may never end.
1: Not forever, but they've held it up for a, a little bit. I bet you yeah, they won't start on game one, which is an 8.30 scheduled faceoff. I bet they don't start till 8.45.
0: Well, listen. I, I have start a somewhere. very kind view of playoff hockey. Because more so than an 81 and 91, which we're both kind of miraculous. Yeah. But in their own way. As it turned out, 81 was a really good team. Yes. You know, and as we found out in 82. But I think more so than ever, it's totally unpredictable when you're playing the three, don't you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what they well, have. That's what hockey playoffs have. First of all, I admire these guys, too, for the ferocity of competing. And if you play, here's the difference. If you're in the NBA playoffs, and you're Golden State. To win the championship, you might have to play 20 games. You know, they're probably going to play 20 games to win the championship. Mm-hmm. You win a hockey championship, you're going to probably have to play 27 games. You know, 26 yeah. games. Because every no series is five, right? Right. Yeah. every series is a lot of yes six and seven and every series is a grind and then you throw in some overtimes it's it, it's amazing to me and then those arenas no matter where you are in the country you get to late May them damn arenas are hot mm-hmm. <laughs> if if it's 82 degrees outside those arenas are hot mm-hmm. so uh, I, I'm a big admirer of of uh, of hockey and 03. I think that 0-3 team is one of the most admired, admirable sports teams we ever had in this town. When you consider the talent, level. Yeah, oh yeah, which to, was to go, to beat. Well, that was the
1: the coach got him through to
0: beat at a least the ver- first round. But to beat a very good Colorado team coming back from three to one. Yep. I mean those were two good teams. Yep, and to beat a very good Vancouver team coming back from three to one is was astounding and they had nothing left for Anaheim. So. Jacques, I. Jack
1: Lacmare though was the king of the neutral zone trap.
0: Yes. He was the king of
1: He was great you, to cover. Don't you
0: think Jack had an approach for every game? Oh, I mean, he knew. Yeah. He knew what we had to, what you had to do to win tonight's game. I hell the first time I was around Jack was uh, when he beat the Red Wings and the neutral zone trap became a became a national scandal in mm-hmm. Canada. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. What was that? 90. Mid-90, was that? Mid-90s, I think. Yeah. I went out and did the first two games because there were so many Minnesota. Broughton was playing. Chorsky was playing. Uh, there were so many Minnesota connections sure. in that in that Stanley Cup final. I went out there to Detroit, which, by the way, was a horrible arena. Joe Lewis, and I'm glad it's getting Oh, the slider. Joe's a
1: great dump. It's a <laughs> but dump.
0: You, but the press box was, like, up at the top. It's an afterthought. You couldn't get there. and
1: It's a complete afterthought.
0: But. Uh, that was like, that was like the Vikings and Falcons in '99. Everybody in Detroit knew the Red Wings were gonna win in five at a minimum and win the cup, mm-hmm. and then the Devils come in and sweep them. Mm-hmm. And those that that town was absolutely shell shocked after Game Two, uh, when they were down two zero and they never and they never did get home. I only went to the first two games, but the Red Wings. But that's what I. Learned that he was a crafty old oh. son of a gun, and then, of course, all three was amazing.
1: His teams weren't fun to watch, but he was no. great to cover.
0: Oh God! Because he, he was a funny. complete character. Well, he's a lot like this guy, right? French Canadians. I mean, as far as fun, yeah. he wasn't quite. He wasn't the open book. That,
1: that no, no, was. no. He was the exact opposite. He. I always had the feeling that that Jacques was playing you. Oh yeah. You know he was. He was. Bemused by the entire thing.
0: I think he was bemused by Minnesota thinking that we were a hockey area. Yes,
1: I would agree. After
0: having been in Montreal. I would agree. Having been in Montreal, you have multilingual. you had like yes. seven newspapers, five of which were crazy Frenchmen covering yes. them. I think he was always amused that we thought the state. I think nobody probably chuckled more at the state of hockey than jock.
1: Oh yeah, Thinking and I, we were a hockey town. And he went from Montreal, where where they really did live for the sport, to New Jersey, where I think it was Larry Brooks of the New York Post who ripped him up and down, just killed him for the trap, you know. So this yeah. was setting the game back, and he would get it every day from Brooks,
0: and then he came here and it was great. Yeah, we did well, It was competitiveness from the start. I mean, he was. We've never had an expansion team in this town. Well, the North Stars, but that was different because. Yeah. It was an expansion. The competition was expansion. But we've never had an expansion team in this town that was competitive from the get-go like they were.
1: So did, did you get on, on North Star Playoff Runs, too? You did, right?
0: 81, I was uh, out of action. I was at uh, St. Okay. Mary's uh, drying out. and uh, But I was... Uh, 91 was, you did, right? No, 91, I, yeah, I was there for yeah. the whole thing. And uh, I covered that that whole thing. That was fun, too. They were great guys.
1: It was, that was a good, you know, Sonmore was the
0: greatest, and, and, uh, and uh, I mean, Ganey, uh, Sonmore the first time around was, was 82, 83, I've, I covered a lot of North Star games back then, just because of Sonmore, because you go out there, and yeah, he was hilarious. <laughs> you know, you'd, you'd run upstairs every day, at a le- every night at 11 o'clock, trying to crank out your column, because you've been down there <laughs> listening to stories for an hour. He was the greatest, but then... Ganey was the most boring guy of all time, but it was a good. There was good guys on that team. Dave Gagne was a great yep. guy, and then the Wilkinson kid and those guys. They they had some uh, they had some great guys on that team. But the Wilkinson kid was ninety
1: one, right? Yeah, Wilkinson. Yes, yeah, he was good. Guy. And you got along with Norm at the time, right? Well, this was
0: no, or see, was this right when had you gotten, ripped him? We had gotten along extremely well all year. He called me, me all the Minnesota. <laughs> Mr. Hockey, I told you you replaced John Gilbert. as Mr. Hockey. Like you won't listen November. to him. Remember, when they had Montreal here and they drew forty-one hundred? Uh, you've did told me November? this. To, I don't.
1: I don't remember. Sometimes
0: you're going to have to look it up. It was the the tennis was in the four thousands. So Wednesday night against Montreal, and my phone rings at eight fifteen. My home phone, you know, pre-cell phone, and I answer it. And will you hold for Norm Green? You Know his secretary, had he was in there chasing her around, probably, but but anyway, he, he finally in retrospect. Yeah, yeah, you're probably she right. Had him, uh, he called me, and honest to God, he was almost weepy because he had, What are we gonna do? We got fourth 45 Montreal for Montreal. I said, Norm, I don't know. I said, You're I think you're talking to the wrong guy. I'm not, I said, I feel sorry for you. Yeah, Norm and I were great, and then. Before he uh uh before game three here, remember he pay per view. Oh yeah. Yeah, the Stanley Cup finals. He'd pay per viewed the uh like the first three rounds, right? Yep. The home games. But the fact that he was doing it in the Stanley Cup Finals just drove me nuts and I wrote a column disemboweling him on that on the morning of the game three. And uh that's when Dark did the famous <laughs> show on Do we need a negative sports <laughs> like racing But but and then he he was that cool. <laughs> well, then he was not happy with me because that was the first time anybody ever called him Norm Greed. Okay. Two years later, that became his nickname locally. But but it's the funny thing is, God, this is the twins are trying to sell ninety nine. We're trying to sell ninety nine dollar tickets for the first two months of the season. Put it on your phone. You get in for ninety nine. Yep. Oh, like five six hundred. Yep. Norm was gouging you as bad as he possibly could. Pay per view if you don't have a ticket. And we were going, Norm, Norm, <laughs> Norm. We always complain about money, but money is not a factor in sports interest. Would no. You, would you agree? I would definitely agree. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, Norm was oh, gouging no. you, and we love Norm. Yep. The twins are trying to give it away, and we don't care because right. uh, the perception is they're going to stink. So look at Ziggy, yeah, yeah, Ziggy. Ziggy does just fine. Ziggy, Ziggy just took us for a billion. And we, love, we Ziggy. love Ziggy. No, it's sports. He have... spends. He spends. Well, he's got a salary cap league. He's got no choice. He has to spend. Well, you can't. You can't convince people that he's. You can't convince people that he's greedy, and the poll ads are cheap and are not cheap. Yep. You can't convince them. You know. Even though the poll had spent, what, $170 million in pitching two years ago? Mm-hmm. Something like that. You can't convince. It, it turned out Irv's the only one who could pitch. But,
1: right. Uh, but, but that's all based on our perceptions or how we want to yes, feel. Yeah,
0: that's how we want to feel. And, uh, but it is uh, it is interesting. But, yeah, the hockey, I I really think that they, they got to run in them. Even even with the goalie being shaky, oh, with this 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 year's team, because I think St. Louis, I think they're now. I don't know how long this will be running, but I think St. Louis is uh, easier first round opponent than Nashville would have been. Yeah, and they get by them. Blackhawks are they're good, but they're not
1: what they were. Well, that's what I was saying is if they're if they're ever going to make a run, this is the year to do it.
0: Now we got the crazy collar, our guy Matthew. Yeah. much as he knows about football, he's Mr. Hockey. He was trying to explain to me that the Wild have to know they have to win right now because they know that Connor McDavid and Edmonton are gonna Edmonton's coming. it's one player. It's not one player is not Gretzky didn't nominate dominate because he was Gretzky. He dominated because he was fantastic, but he also had five or six great ones with him. Mm-hmm. You know, now McDavid might have these. That's one what I was going to
1: say is it's, if they can it get the guys a, around but him, it's not,
0: you but can't, it's not just one guy. You're not saying we can't win because they have Connor McDavid.
1: Right. Because but the wild, I'll say this, this is the wild's best opportunity because oh yeah. they've got a good team and there's nobody who's unbeatable. I no. mean, you don't look at the Blackhawks now and well, say you hey, can't get you by them. You look at the
0: Pacific division and you got to think you're better than everybody.
1: Don't you? Yeah. The ducks could be tough. But but you're as good I mean there, there's nobody there's nobody you look at in the Western conference and say you can't beat them yep. right yep. which is and there's been some years where you look at the Blackhawks and say you're not beating them mm-hmm. which is why yeah. your goaltender has to play well and that's what you've always said it always comes down to goaltending
0: well yeah everybody says that but yeah, I mean that's the tiebreaker obviously yeah that's what I always say about hockey the tiebreakers go basket basketball it's shooting and football it's turnovers and mm-hmm. baseball it's Yes, that's the, uh, that's the thing. But yeah, it's uh, it is uh, funny though. the Big changes when the North Stars when when there were sixteen out of twenty one making it. Nobody got worked up until at least the second round, right? Right. I mean, you might fill it, but there was. I mean we the newspapers it wasn't like this. the newspapers, the websites, the radio stations will cover this the first round like it's like we used to cover the finals or the Yes Western Conference finals or something. we we dive right in feet first and think this. There's is, there's
1: multiple stories you, you, about you, the series in the Star Tribune today yeah, on Monday and they don't play till to, Wednesday. You
0: used to have to accomplish something. Yes. In the playoffs before we got worked up. Yes. Now we get worked up from the get-go. And that's why you goofballs who keep whining about the North Stars nickname, you being guilty.
1: I'm very this guilty.
0: team has such a stronger following than the North Stars ever had. It's unbelievable. You got people... They haven't had an empty seat since Souter and Parisi signed, for God's but sake. But you
1: have to admit the Wild name is one of the stupidest things it you've is, ever heard. It
0: is, but it works. It was marketing well, genius. your
1: column on Sunday, this is what I love. So the Wild's going to get a new home jersey next yes. season that's going to be slightly different than their current green yes. one. They're going to, for at least one year, take out the third gotta red one. You throw that That's out. That's
0: gone. It. it ain't coming back as red either. No, it's, it's not. Oh, back no, as, no, no, no. It might be yellow.
1: So you got it, but you got to get your new wild. So if you got a 64 granny right now, yeah. you got to get a new green one.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got to get a new granny.
1: So you're going to have to get that replaced. Yes. You know, this is the greatest thing is oh, God, all of these teams.
0: Yeah. I was trying to figure out, and you probably know better than me. When you were a kid going to North Star Games, did you wear a jersey? Yes. Oh, you did? So I did that, get so one. how far back then? But I don't remember. It probably wasn't a replica $100. Well, it was like
1: 75 bucks oh, at the time. Oh, was that much? So yeah,
0: yeah, and I got pl- that put on the back and then got malage. The, that'd be a lot of money for the Soul Gods back
1: then. Yeah, it was a good sh- – but I don't remember. Here's what I don't recall. I don't recall that many people. People had the jerseys, but I don't remember it like now. Like you go to a, oh, Viking, a Vikings game or a Wild game oh. – I think more than uh, oh. half the crowd, oh, right? God. 75% Wild's of the crowd, be 80%, 80%? And, uh,
0: and and if and they're the not wearing Vikings Wild, are probably they got North get, Stars. The Vikings are probably 75% now, right? Yeah. Oh, I think easily.
1: But you know, the Wild comes out last week in these in the North Star throwbacks, which of course are immediately on sale sure. at their and the people that How don't do have a Wild
0: with that by the way. I guess there's no trademark on it.
1: I don't think there's a trademark. I think
0: Dallas have the trademark?
1: Well, no, uh, the league has it. The league owns it, and and Dallas evidently doesn't want them to use it too much, Mm -hmm. but the league is in charge, so I think the league makes the final call.
0: I'll say the one thing it is, is I always like thinking, boy, they're playing St. Louis again. Those were some great series in the early years. And I got to pause for a minute and say, well, wait a minute. Got nothing to do with this team. No. You know, it's got nothing to do with the wild, but I'm thinking of Barkley. Uh, oh, Barkley, Barkley Plager, yeah. Plager, Bob, you know, Bob and Bob, Barkley. Those guys, and we hated them. And th- those were our first, you know, that was probably my first awareness of hockey was the series with the Blues, you yep. know? And uh, uh, as far as observing it, watching it on television. Yet, then you think, well, okay, but those people out in Woodbury don't know. <laughs> you know, well, and they don't—they don't even know the North Stars existed. Half of them.
1: As much fun as it is to play the Hawks now, for instance, mm-hmm. those games are so fast and so clean. I mean, you think back to oh, sure. when you say playing Chicago is—it's going to be great because you watch the North Star series. You watched them beat the—you know what—out of each other for three periods. Mm-hmm. Now they skate, and, they, and it's fun to watch, but it's not—it's not the same. No, you know it's no. not this whole
0: we hate you. They don't really hate hate each other at all. No, you you uh, you need you need a guy like Bertuzzi to yes insult you and then take a cheap shot or something. I don't. Is is there anybody on those blue, on the Blues we don't like except you? <laughs> no, no. I mean, there, there's the big uh, Reeves kid, big forward,
1: but he's he, you know is he a he's like Chris. But he's like Chris Stewart. He's gonna he, yeah, he's gonna get out there and check some guys, and it's right. you're gonna not care. You need a you, you. almost need the guy to be really good or a big time agitator. But Matt Cook was a great agitator. The,
0: the the Blackhawks rivalry, if they play again, is resentment that they keep beating you. So that's that's a strong motivation. That, you know, I mean, obviously the Packers part of that's geography, but the other part, of the reason it's more intense sure. than it is the last ten years is they keep beating. You. So that's you know that you you hate being their B words for the yes for the. For want of a better word, and and we we hate being the Blackhawks B words. Yes, just like Gopher football fans hate being the Badgers B words, <laughs> which has and,
1: only been um, since what ninety three or something. Years. The difference is though, Chicago until you beat that team, they don't care about you. No, no. like the Yankees were. Well, with the Twins, they didn't give the a damn about them.
0: We have only been in the same division now for what, three
1: four years. Yeah,
0: that was a stroke of genius, by the way. I do think going to the big divisions. Oh yes, yeah, so it's much smarter. I don't like the fact that they they should play the playoffs one through eight in each conference. I think this silliness to stay in the in the uh, division. But uh, it was genius. I I would like to, love to see baseball get if they could ever expand mm-hmm. go to, to uh, you know to go to bigger
1: divisions. Just divisions have to have or like conferences bigger almost. Conferences,
0: yeah. Well, at least they. have. Five. Five ain't enough. Get right. Two eights. Right. You know, yeah, you're two right. Two eights and two wild cards and let's go. Yeah. You don't need the but uh, they've done some things smart. And they've done some
1: things stupid. Hockey? More stupid than smart. <laughs> a lot more stupid than smart.
0: Are you, where are you, you're, you're happy they're not going to the Olympics. though? Right? Yeah, I wouldn't,
1: I would not go, if you're not, if you're going to have to face off at 7 a.m. or something, sure. I'm not going. Yeah. If it's
0: in but Canada, the, funny thing or the is, states now are, they want to go to China because they think they can sell jerseys. Yeah, in China in four years after
1: that. Yes, yeah. But here's the problem: they've ticked the players off, and I believe the uh, labor agreement's up in like two two years. And these guys don't have the ability to stop uh, you know a stoppage from happening. They're not smart enough. Bettman's well, not smart they got
0: enough. An out? Uh, yes, in like two years. An out?
1: In like two years. But the it. problem is, you know, baseball and basketball have commissioners now where they're pretty smart, so they're they avoid
0: these problems. Bettman yeah. can't do that. Yeah, that, that, that could be. Manford. By the way, one last prediction. we got to go. Yeah. After seeing the intentional walk, which, and I've, I have now see it and say, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Yeah. We're going to have a guy on second base within three years.
1: In the 12th inning. So, 12th inning. Like,
0: the 12th inning.
1: Are you going to be okay with this, or are you just saying you're, it's going to happen? I don't
0: think I am.
1: Yeah. Shouldn't but, be. But maybe...
0: Maybe I will be. I don't know. Who goes to second base? The guy who batted last?
1: I have no idea if inning? there's
0: uh It's going to happen.
1: WBC had it, right? Yes. So they who, put who did they send out first there?
0: first and second. They <laughs> well, put I, guys we're going to go second. with second. Hell, let's
1: go first you know, and second. I think,
0: I think they should put a guy at second, but make him be the fattest guy you got on your team. That would be, you know, have, have the out of shape guy at second base.
1: Have the biggest?
0: Yeah, have the biggest guy. So
1: what twin would go to second base now? It, it would have been, be, been Miguel we last we year. We've
0: Miguel batting. So, uh, I, I guess uh, the, the chubbiest guy on the bench.
1: Just backup have him, catcher. The
0: backup catcher's always got to be. Have him trot
1: his big yeah, butt out there, gotta, so if there's a play at the plate, it's going to be really close. You have a
0: 26-man roster with three catchers, and the third catcher is the guy you send to second base. In it. I hate that.
1: I I hate the thought, but you're probably right. All right, sir, we're hey, done. By the way, yes, yeah. I,
0: I, uh, I had this in... Uh, Sunday's column when they started six and zero in sixty eight uh-huh. longest game two fifty three shortest
1: what were so were there basically no commercial break I mean they clearly if it was on TV. Well, but they were how had, long they how long were, were they monsters,
0: for one thing they swung the bats yeah they went up there and hacked you would never it would have been impossible to walk sixteen guys in two games like the Royals. Yeah. Nobody would have stood up for it. it would have, patience
1: would have, is the new key. You know that. Know. Patience. Long at best.
0: Collaboration. Fast. Don't La- forget to be collaborative.
1: Okay, I'll try. You
0: and Mackey being collaborative.
1: Not today we were. <laughs> okay. Not at all.
0: All right, we'll do this again someday.
1: Sounds good.